Iowa everywhere. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. What's up? Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. It is October the 12th, Thursday. We are in the heart of college football season and ready to roll. My name is Chris Williams, joined as always by Chris Hassel. We are in the Channel Seed Studios, presented by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. Hassel's getting ready for another cross-country road trip. Man. I've got a direct flight, What's the flight, uh, flight? Do you just go Atlanta to Seattle, right? That's it, right? I- I'm going... Fort Lauderdale to Seattle. So I'm driving down. Oh, wow. It's Fort Lauderdale is about 35 minutes away. Um, got the direct, though. Got the direct. And Huge. Uh, I'm, Huge. I've got my fingers crossed for an upgrade. I've, I'm, I'm really, I, I tried to put in for an upgrade. I'll find out last minute. But if what I can get that. What do you do there? You just, you, when you sign up for the flight, you request, like, is there a button? How does that so work? So I fly so much that I have status. So uh, you get four upgrades a year on delta if you've got uh i'm what am i platinum yeah platinum and which is a step below diamond i'm I'm working toward diamond but four upgrades a year so like when i went out to where did i go when i came back from oregon i got first class this reminds me of the seinfeld episode where they have two tickets one in first class and one in coach yes and Elaine's got to go to the coach. She's never flown in first class. Yeah, you she doesn't know what she's never in. experienced it. Yeah, that's what I would be like with you. Like you've never experienced it, so I I yeah. should probably take it because it, it would just be too much for you. And that's absolutely an argument that you would try and make, like oh, with course. a straight face. You like you would make you, you wouldn't even know how to properly experience first class. What like what would and, I not know? Like well, you just sit in a bigger I, I chair, the, right? I think the bigger thing is. You're fine sitting in the back. Like you, you that's that's kind of what you like. That's your crowd. You don't want to be around these these rich business people up in first class. You don't want to be sitting next to Vanilla Ice up there. I mean, what? Are you kidding me? You want to be back in the in the nosebleeds. That's your well, kind we, of crowd. That's the but, dirt track tra- crowd. Vanilla Ice. Where the hell did that? Where'd you pull that rabbit out the? <laughs> well, he lives down here, so I see I see oh. him on planes sometimes. You know, he's I my cousin, right? First class. What do you mean he's your cut? Co- oh, yeah. Robert Matthew Van Winkle. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the last. My name. blood brother. Yeah, uh, Van not- Winks wearing his Purdy and Kittle uh, for <laughs> president. Van Winks is out of control with this. With this Purdy. Hey, I got your Hawkeye on here now. This is the first. Well, I guess I wore the Hawkeye jersey. Did you invent but- that shirt? This is a Ray Gun shirt, actually. Shout out to Ray Gun. Is the is the Brock Purdy conversation getting tiresome to anybody else at this? To point? To me, it is. Oh my gosh, I'm tired of it. I, I really Kittle had to stand up for his boy yesterday. Uh, it was guy who I really like. I think he does great work. Is Dan Orlovsky at ESPN? I actually think he's one of the better football analysts. And he was, and Kittle had to come to Purdy's defense yesterday. It's just it's out of control. Speaking of the the, the plane of and sitting in the back and all that, uh, when I was at ESPN, it was I, I think I've told this story before. But we were going to um, a, like a company thing where a bunch of us, a bunch of producers and a bunch of anchors were going to the NASCAR immersion down in Charlotte. And it was stunning to me because it was like I, w- I had only been there a year and I get on the plane and all of the producers are sitting first class 
and we have to walk by them. And oh, I'm yeah. walking all the way to the back of the plane with Jay Harris, who's been <laughs> a an extremely visible anchor there for decades. And yeah. he's sitting in the back of the plane with me while all the producers are riding shotgun in front. I got a couple of questions from people. How are you tired of Purdy? I'm not tired of Purdy. I'm tired of people questioning him. That's the point. I it's it's now turned into this conversation where it can't just be, well, the guy's thirteen and zero and um they're playing good football. Everybody now the debate has turned into it's beyond are the 49ers a good team because we know that it's could uh, what Orlovsky's take was that Mac Jones could be thrown into the 49ers and do the same thing that Purdy's doing, which is just ridiculous. It's just that's a bad take. That's what I'm tired of. It, yeah, I, I think I want, that's, talk about the, the games. I do think that those people have kind of fallen off a little bit because we we've had some of them at CBS Sports HQ that have come around on Purdy this season that were saying those yeah, things in the offseason. Which off is season. fair. Absolutely. They are fair. no longer saying that. Now, I don't know if they're ready to say he's the MVP, but they've certainly come along. And I think as 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 he keeps winning games, as he keeps, you know, completing at 75% clip and not making mistakes and making all the 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 right reads, I think you're going to see more of these people falling off and coming on board. English is watching on YouTube, says their analysis is rusty after talking about nothing but Taylor Swift lately. Well played, my friend. <laughs> it's true. All right. Uh, got a lot to get to. I do want to introduce a, a new sponsor to the show and the sponsor of the month here on Iowa Everywhere for the month of October, Terraplex Ag. Now, this is a really cool company, and we know we have a ton of farmers listening right now because it's harvest, although it did get a little soggy in the state last night, so I don't know if that's... Um, impended a bunch of your guys's plans but so terraplex impended? Ag, or impeded impeded there yeah there you go. <laughs> sorry um you just always interrupt me i was in a flow so terraplex <laughs> what they do is they basically sell like drones and like do you remember when we were kids like the old crop dusters well see that's what i was just gonna say because i still see this i'm traveling around the country and even down here in florida I see a dude up in an airplane, like riding along the side of the interstate, like almost sideswiping cars <laughs> to dust. Yeah, you don't have, you don't have to do that crop. anymore because a great company like, like Terraplex Ag, they okay, got good. advanced technology, expert advice, uh, next level productivity. They're like the world. They're the leader in drone technology for farmers and agriculture, like on this side of the Mississippi. It's incredible. Uh, and th this company is really changing the way that technology works with your farming operation. So check them. I'm going to give you their website. I'll spe spell it out for you. T-E-R-R-A. So terraplexag.com. Or you can call it 515-729-2263. And you got to mention, uh, mention our podcast. And uh, that would be great for us. But yeah, th this is a really cool company. I was on the phone with their CEO the other day and learned a lot about what they do these all these farmers too hassle like they use it for you know like actual production purposes but i have a couple of buddies from back home who they love to have these drones to just like take pictures of their farms they love mm -hmm. it like it's it's just like a drones a cool have been thing. a game changer for photography and live video i mean we saw it at jack tri stadium some of those pictures i know matt got his from from the the ground but there was a drone out there getting great shots the, instead of the goodyear blimp a lot of places we go there's just drones for incredible shots yeah, it's cool. I, I'm looking forward to learning more about Terraplex. All right, let's dig in. Let's start with Iowa. Uh, we have t we actually have two interesting games this weekend. I think mm -hmm. Iowa Wisconsin's probably the most high profile between the two, uh, and it's it's just interesting. It's the first uh, Iowa Wisconsin game where it's not this like two disgusting styles meeting up with one another. Now I must say the the uh, pseudo air raid that that Luke Fickle is running is, is not in full force yet. They are not at the stride that I thought they could be by right now, which begs the question that you ask in our rundown today, Chris, are we sure that Wisconsin is that much better than Iowa? What do you think? And I think that's, that's the question we need to answer 
if we're looking at betting this game, and where's the line at now? Last I saw it was nine and a half. Like, how how much closer are they to a Penn State than they are a Michigan State and Purdue and an Iowa State, teams that Iowa has already handled? I, I don't think Wisconsin is that close to Penn State. I really don't. I, I think it is a wide gap from Penn State down to Wisconsin. The question is, how wide is the gap from Wisconsin to Iowa? Nine and a half, ten points. Ah, I'm starting to think as the week goes on and as I think more about Wisconsin that Iowa has more of a chance than I originally gave them. And it's, it's funny, I, I sent you, you guys that rundown topic and then uh, I'd say an hour later, I get a direct message from Jeffrey the Greek, fan of the program. Yeah. He's the co-host of the Eyes on Big Ten podcast. And he just sent me a direct message and he goes, Wisconsin is not that good. And, you know, he's got a, a bunch of uh, power rankings, algorithms, stuff that you know, he, he watches the, the rest of the Big Ten, I think, closer than than we do because he has a Big Ten focused podcast uh the quarterback or excuse me the the running back braylon allen is banged up ankle injury probably gonna play but uh, might be limited we know how good he is mm-hmm. i just we've seen what i was been able to do against these other teams now it's been at home like the 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 squeezing out victories against purdue and michigan state that was at home that was with a great crowd can you do it on the road? Can you play that way on the road? Because who has Iowa played on the road? Penn State got their ass kicked. Pre-air raid Iowa State. And Iowa State, yes, before they changed their <laughs> offense. And the, really, the team has changed completely. I love calling it the air raid, though, because it's so like not the air raid, but then they, whatever. The, Where do you fall Leach is on... rolling in his grave right now with all these programs playing <laughs> yeah, Wisconsin. the Wisconsin. Wisconsin is is minus ten uh, at circa according to to Matt right now. I here, ten point favorites. And what, what what was it at Penn State? Fourteen and a half. That was not was yeah. not much of a difference. What stands out to me about Wisconsin more so even than the so they're running this faster paced offense. It's not lightning, but it's much quicker than. This is hard for I think a lot of casual. There's going to be a lot of Iowa fans that just watch the games. They don't listen to shows like this. Mm-hmm. That are going to tune into that game tomorrow and be like, "What in the hell is going on here?" Because they're going to expect ten to seven, you know, like nine to six. These type of Iowa Wisconsin games that we've seen in the past. What stands out to me about them is that their defense has really gotten better over the last couple of weeks. Even in that Purdue game where the Boilers moved. It was 38-17, Wisconsin won at Purdue on a Friday night a couple weeks ago. It was a standalone game I'm sure a lot of people watch. Forced three turnovers, right? Like Rutgers really – and Rutgers sucks. They're a paper tiger. But they they really like, didn't move. You the, say that, but, but my, they're, my, they're in the middle of the Big Ten. Like I, th- I think Rutgers is right there in that tier and on that tier with yeah. Iowa – Rutgers Maybe is, just below the Wisconsin's, Maryland's, and Iowa's. I'm not buying it, and this is why. Rutgers has beaten Northwestern in week one. Temple, which is actually a pretty good win. Temple's not bad. Uh, Virginia Tech, they suck. Got killed by Michigan. They beat Wagner, and they lost to Wisconsin. So I'm just not buying it yet. Like I, Maybe they will well, be. I, buying what, though? But you, so that, you're saying that, that they Rutgers are, they are like Northwestern level? That they're not even... You you have to look at how bad the rest of the Big Ten is after those three teams. <laughs> Valid so, so it's the, it's the three teams. It's Penn State, Michigan State, this is Ohio, about or Michigan and Ohio State. And then and I, I feel like Wisconsin is in a tier of its own. Well, like I, I their one loss at the time were like, bad. but it but now it doesn't because mm-hmm. Washington State is good. You know, Washington State has what one loss? Yeah, you know the Georgia Southerns of the world. Those are tough teams. Like they're mm-hmm. not. These are not slappies from the FCS when Georgia Southern comes to town. You beat them 35-14. You know, like, maybe they're not good. I don't know what that means, but I certainly think that they are 
better than Iowa. I do too. I don't know that you're going to find many people that would think going into this game, Iowa is better overall than Wisconsin. But how much better? And the way Iowa plays, can they keep it closer than we think? Can they they have a chance at the end? Or is this just going to fall apart because the offense is going to keep the defense out there on the field the whole game and they're not going to be able to hold up? That's the point I was getting ready to make is that regardless of what the Wisconsin offense is at this point in the season, with this radical change we've seen throughout the offseason, on the road, now there's a couple of games of tape on Deacon Hill. Not that the, I don't even know if that matters, to be honest. Yeah, what's that, what's that yeah, tape show you? Yeah, I honestly don't even think that. That was a stupid comment, okay. But like, <laughs> I just can't imagine the Iowa offense doing anything in this game because I think Wisconsin's defense is, is – it's been creeping towards well, being pretty good. Like now I think it's top four in the Big Ten, and you're going up against that Iowa offense, and it's like, you know, I guess it comes down to the same damn conversation. Iowa better get a special teams or a yes. defensive touchdown or yes. something like that. It's the exact same damn conversation that we've had every freaking week since we've started doing this show. But I, I don't think Iowa's Wisconsin's offense. Penn State, but I certainly think they're considerably better than Purdue, and they've shown that. Will Iowa's offense go down and score a touchdown? Because if the answer is no, they're not going to win the game. Clearly. Because I, th- I think no. you're going to have to score, what, at least 17 points to win this game. I know the total is extremely low. The total is like 34, 35 and a half, something like that, which again is one of the lowest totals in college football history. Iowa just keeps racking these up. But Wisconsin is is going to score. I, I don't think Iowa's defense is going to be able to hold them to single digits. I don't. I, I think Iowa's got to score 17 to win this game. I would take Wisconsin and lay the points. So you're pretty. You, see, sounds like you are more bullish on Wisconsin than I am. I, am. I, I, I just have more questions about Wisconsin. And I'm not saying that I'm questioning whether or not they will win the game. I, I, I do think Wisconsin is going to win the game. My question is, is, I, is this going to be like really ugly again? Is Iowa going to have a chance to win this game? Or is it going to be closer to what we've seen against those good teams the last several times Iowa's played them where they've been able to maybe hang in for a couple of quarters and then all hell breaks loose because the defense has been out there the entire game? Matty Van Winkle with some breaking news here, and the and the and this is this is great for Iowa. So if you want to bet this, on Iowa, this, is this breaking news? I don't know. If, I, this I is thought, great news for Iowa. What did I you think, come up with? Uh, playing conditions expected to be pretty bad at Wisconsin. Eighty-five percent chance of rain. Twenty-eight mile per hour crosswinds. So, jeez, expect a lot of that ground mean, and for pound. <laughs> offense like Wisconsin's. Like that's great news for Iowa. Well, yeah, but but. At the same time, it was the same damn thing at Penn State, was it not? <laughs> it was a shitty weather that whole game. Rain. This was the same forecast for Penn State. Oh, maybe that can be an equalizer. It wasn't. I was just going to have to make every single thing go their way. Like, can you, it just you can't... be somewhere in between? Instead of 31 to nothing, can it be... 24 to 6. Yeah, I, I honestly I I do I just want to see them compete in this game. I, I want to see them have a chance in the fourth quarter. I I I don't If this is another Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State game, uh, boy. That's going to be hard to handle because Wisconsin it, it really they are not that good. They really aren't. This is a Big 10 West team. They're not even ranked. I mean, you look at the Big Ten West has two one-loss teams, and neither one of them are ranked. That's how bad this division is. This is not Penn State. It's not. So if you, no. you, 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 if you can't go in there and compete with Wisconsin right now, first-year coach, after you just beat them last year. Van Winks has another stat for us. Bring him in, producer Matty Van Winks. The total right now sits at 34 and a half. If it closes at 34, it would be tied for the lowest closing total in college football since 
2000. Pretty Wait. wild. Now, hang on a second. You're telling me that there's there was a lower total in 2000 than for some of these other Iowa games last year? I should look up what that was. <laughs> I, I swear Iowa has it had... It has to be like a military academy game or something like that. I think Iowa had a couple games last year that were like 35, 36. Yeah. I think they've I had 34. I think they were... Maybe they've been at 34 and a half. I don't know if they've been at 34. I'm disputing that stat. I'm Where's disputing your, where, what Name your source, Vince. Uh, I think it was a Twitter. I think it was like barstool gambling but okay then the, the, and, it, and it, i guess it also depends on where you're getting the, the numbers from but i i specifically remember last season iowa like back-to-back weeks setting the record as far as it goes back in the database for totals. Do you buy uh our our friend david eichel was reporting that um eric all <laughs> says that deacon hill has been quote on point this week in practice you buying this <laughs> Well, I mean, Petrus was a was a Hall of Fame level quarterback. He was like Davy O'Brien in practice at Iowa. So, I, may, maybe Iowa just sets it up in practice where the offense in, has like guardrails in place where they they can't screw it up. I mean, is he just throw, is it just seven on seven drills? <laughs> Or is there just a total disconnect between the practice of and the game Hill. for Iowa? I'm just the thought I'm, of Deacon Hill being like down in Texas with like Art Bryles and like all those guys at the start of the seven on seven. He's throwing balls ten feet over their heads. But it, it the good thing about the way he throws the ball and how he's been so far is it's been so crazy that the defense can't even pick it off. Yeah, it's hard to intercept. You're right. Cheese Curd says that Iowa's team total is eleven and a half. I would definitely take the under in that. You'd take the under? Yeah. Absolutely. Would, wouldn't you? <laughs> Why would you take the over? God, that's two plays. That's two plays in a game. And you've got on Cooper DeGene returning punts and hopefully picking off passes. Why are teams still punting to him, too? That's, I don't that, know. That's another like perplexing thing when you watch these Iowa games. that's that, right going back to last week that's I what I don't understand is punting to Cooper DeGene and also not just loading the box and selling out on the run how was Iowa able to blast open those kind of holes at the line of scrimmage last week that, that's inexcusable for a defense what well, and that, that cannot that, happen that, that kind of plays into my point too I just don't think you'll get that this week on the road no. with Wisconsin, like I, oh, whoa. oh, I'm seeing in the, our private chat Van Wink falling on the sword. Well, ki- I, was I was kind right. of wrong. I, I I had an old stat, but if it closes yeah, an at thir- stat that well, the, Iowa well, the, beat last year, yeah, well, the under's 34 right now, right? Okay. And so if that would if that closed at the lowest last year, it would be the lowest this year, right? Yeah, since the I since a couple since last of Iowa year, last year. <laughs> okay, yeah. not till 2000. It's it's just uh, it's a broken Big Ten record. football, baby. It's every can single I, week. Can I give you my kitchen refresh on the Hawkeyes? Sure. Um, and by the way, the kitchen refresh guy, these guys are phenomenal. I found out one of the guys who's who one of the owners of Kitchen Refresh Iowa. I used to hang out with him all the time, like ten years ago. He worked at a bar that I used to. At, at the down at the keg stand in West Des Moines, where I used to hang out all the time. Doing oh, stuff. I used to hang at the keg stand back yeah. when. Uh, Great guys. Back when I was in Des Moines. They they'll make your kitchen look brand new if your wife's been like. Don't ever buy new cabinets. Call Kitchen Refresh Iowa because they'll make them look brand new, and you don't have to like replace the guts and all that stuff. It's phenomenal. I'm doing it right now. It'll save you. You know, I don't want to give you exact percentage, but fifty to seventy five percent based on if you would buy new cabinets. Just Listen to me. I, I promise you it's worth your call. Uh, Look at these refresh. before and afters, too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it's Jeez. phenomenal. They'll do backsplashes. They do They do everything. I'm, I'm getting mine done, uh, hopefully, sometime at the first yeah, of the year. I know you are. Um, so there was this tweet out yesterday, I believe it was Lystico, about the Iowa offensive line coach. <laughs> I'll let you set it up. So he said, I'm quote, like, the best scout team of all time. Like the this current scout team that Iowa has on the mm-hmm. offensive line is just mauling people. Just, I mean, it's just, just dominating in practice. Just, 
I mean, you can't. You, you, they're just blowing open holes. Might be George Barnett says it might be the best Iowa has ever had. Of course, I quote tweet that because it reminds me of everything they would say about Petrus in practice, doesn't it? Yes. Well, and, 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 and like, if these guys are are that good, I know they're going against the scout team, but if they're that good, like the offensive line has been a little bit improved, but let's not let's not get crazy here. Offensive line still isn't great. My kitchen refresh on Iowa is that I honestly don't think it matters anymore. What? I don't think it's the uh, what Jimmy's and the Joes. I think it's the scheme. Like, look at all the like, even like with their average to bad offensive lines. I mean, you're you're still like, there's still pros on these Iowa lines in general over the last five years, right? Since things started to decline, mm-hmm. do you realize how hard it would be to play offensive line when the defense knows exactly what you're going to do? Yeah. I, I truly like I the more I watch Iowa closely and because of this show I watch them fairly closely now pretty closely like I don't think it matters like I I truly don't that piece that Doctorman wrote last week mm-hmm. confirmed everything that I thought when I watched it because I've had some quarterbacks like former NFL quarterbacks point out to me certain schematic things Iowa would do and they'll tell you they're gonna pass right here this is when they go to the tight end, whatever. And they're right, and then it, it Doctorman proved it. Imagine how hard it would be to protect a quarterback and to open holes for a running back when the defense knows exactly what is coming all the time. I right. don't think it matters. It's like when you see a team that is either behind late or is faced with a third and long and they need to get the first down. They can't just you know, run it and punt. And you see these edge rushers whether it's college football or the NFL just teeing off and you see how difficult it is for these offensive linemen to keep these edge rushers off of the quarterback in these surefire passing situations that's every time Iowa passes the ball because they're giving it away yeah when it's 76 percent pass every time they're in the shotgun when you see they're in 12 personnel yep that's how much I, I, I. That's a great kitchen refresh because you're right. You can have the best offensive linemen in the world. Their jobs become exponentially harder at Iowa when the defense knows three out of four times this is what you're doing. And in, in defense of the quarterback too, like when there's no disguise whatsoever, every time you're going to drop back and pass, like now granted, I don't think that they've had very, hasn't that always been like a, it's been a badge of honor that Iowa has worn. Like, yeah, they know what we're doing, but we do it so well that it doesn't matter. And they'll say that about their defense and you know, the defense, it works for whatever reason. They don't get crazy on defense. They do what they do and it works on offense. Uh, uh, and we've seen how fast this thing, this, this whole thing has come crumbling down on Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. And Ference is a Belichick disciple. The game has passed him by. Offense has changed so much just in the last five years that Bill Belichick has been passed by. He's running an archaic scheme and he's getting blown out. The best coach ever is getting blown out because he refuses to adapt. Let's move on to Iowa State. We'll get to our Circa Millions, our wait, Circa wait. Survivor pick coming up. You always want to move on without a game prediction. Oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't even thought about it. I'll go Wisconsin 24-6. to six. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I, do you think that that's outlandish? No. All right, 24-9. to nine. I'll give you three field goals. You don't need to change to your prediction because of my reaction. I'm just, I'm I'm trying just envisioning to, what that game is going to look like. 24 to 6. There was a conversation on Murph and Andy this week. What would Iowa's record be if they had an average offense? It would still be 5 and 1. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't deny that. The difference is they'd probably be 11 and 1 this season when it's all said and done. This is where it really is going to make that difference. 
in this game and the rest of the way when you got to go to Nebraska. I think it's the difference between 11 and 1 and 9 and 3, potentially 8 and 4. And if you had an average offense going into this game, I'm picking Iowa to win. But the offense is so bad. You've got a quarterback that that has has not proven anything. I mean, he hasn't Didn't we played. Argue it's worse than last year with Lachey I think he could. I, I mean, I, I know all a good threat, but I, like you would say right now, right now, Petrus would be better than Deacon Hill right now. Yes. Now I'm I'm giving Deacon Hill a chance to improve. Yeah. Like he Petrus has not had played in years, so maybe maybe he's knocking some rust off. Maybe he's getting more confidence. He did look better in the second half. This is a, you know, this is all relative, but he did look better in the second half last week. So I'm giving him a chance to be better. But I don't see Iowa winning. I, I am, damn it, I'm not even going to have him cover. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it'll be 23 to 10, Wisconsin. So dejected. <laughs> and that right there ends the Big Ten West race. Not that Iowa fans are clamoring to get to Indianapolis to play Penn State, Michigan, or Ohio State. But again, this would be mid-October and the race would be over. Wisconsin would effectively have a three-game lead. Wisconsin would have to lose three times and Iowa would have to win out. Yeah, and it's So this is like- it. It's not like Wisconsin has murderers row the rest of the way either. No. Because they don't. All right. Um, Iowa State to Cincinnati. First time in history these two teams have ever played. Uh, Cincinnati's lost three in a row. Iowa State's won a couple in a row. I'll give you a really quick scout on Cincinnati Hassel. I watched them a lot this week. They've got a really good defensive front seven. So this will be a game where I, I I think Iowa State will really – we've seen them run the football the last couple of weeks a little bit better. Actually, Iowa State is not – I misspoke. They've won two of three, not two in a row. But may, probably the third best defensive line in the Big 12 behind Texas and Oklahoma for Cincinnati. Uh, Rocco Beck will get tested because I, I just – I don't know – how the running game is going to work for Iowa State, we'll see. But the way I break this down, um, and then Emory Jones, right, the the quarterback, the mobile quarterback for Cincinnati, hyper inaccurate. He's got six interceptions on the year, but he 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 can't extend plays with his legs. That's that's really he's their second leading rusher, leads the team in rushing touchdowns. So he's a dynamic quarterback that you have to defend the field against. But what a massive opportunity! You can go three and one going into your bye week with a very Winnable game coming up next at Baylor in two weeks. So, really big game here for for Matt Campbell and the Cyclones. I think it's a it's a great opportunity for Iowa State to just keep the positive momentum going. None of these teams that have come into the conference this year have won a game against the Big Twelve. None of them. Iowa State can't be that first team. Cincinnati is down. They're they're disappointed. They haven't lost this many games in how many years? I mean, they have not been in this position for a long time. They don't have their head coach, Luke Fickle, who's now at Wisconsin. I think this is a great opportunity for Iowa State to, to go in there and get another step closer to making this a really successful season I I think that they just have to continue to do what they've done on defense like you can't just let this this last week be a flash in the pan because they have not been a great defensive team this season until this last game you have to go in there you have to contain Emory Jones it, it's going to be tough I mean he he brought them back against BYU almost came back and won that yeah. game he had great stats in that game they are coming off a bye right they are. That scares me a little bit. Yeah, a little advantage there for, for Cincinnati. But, I, yeah, I can't believe how much things have changed in the outlook for this team where you had some people saying they were only going to win a, a couple games. And now you have a chance to get to 3-1 and one in conference play. Whew, a lot changes. 
Wow, A.J. Thurman coming in strong here, Williams. A.J. Thurman. Didn't realize Iowa Everywhere turned into the Cyclone Radio Network and rip Iowa hour. Jesus Christ, get a grip. I don't even know how to respond to that. I I mean, I guess he's someone that would say, hey, they're 5-1, and one. they're winning games. You got those Iowa fans. I told you guys to disenjoy. Yeah, it. there there are a You're small faction of Iowa fans that are that are fine with it. There are that are fine with winning games the way Iowa's winning games and against this schedule. And look, you can't argue with the fact that they're five and one. You can't. But you also have to look at it and be real about it. Like these games aren't fun to watch. These teams they're playing aren't good. And something has to change if they're going to be competitive in the new Big Ten. I'm sorry to bring this back to Iowa as we got into no, Iowa fine. State. but it, I actually had a coach, um, not a football coach, but a, um, it was a college basketball coach. And it was not at Iowa State, so I'll tip it off to you. But I have a lot of friends in that industry. Who I was, he was just checking in. We were checking in on four media days and stuff, and we were talking about Iowa because he watches the show. This coach does, and he 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 said, "This is a fascinating way to look at Iowa." He goes, "I have to chuckle every time you guys talk about Iowa because he goes because as a coach, I admire the way that they play Mm -hmm. because he looks at it as like." Kirk Ferentz is outsmarting all these inferior opponents, and he's just like, because he's like, as a coach, all I care about is winning and losing. Sure. I don't really care about that's how all much Kirk Ferentz cares fans about. Fans are enjoying it. Yeah, it's just interesting. And I get like, it. How that's they the, look at that things is, differently. They don't hire. They didn't hire Kirk Ferentz back in the day to entertain the fans. He gets hired for wins and losses. Now it, it all has to be part of it. Like that should be part of it. It was the, you know, the Todd Licklider thing at Iowa. Okay, it, it maybe you stay on as coach if you win. But if you play that way and you're losing, you're done. Kirk Ferentz is playing that way and he's winning. So there's some people that are saying, yeah, this, this, is, still, this is still great. This is all rosy. Like, But those come people on. probably, there's also the realistic aspect of what next year looks like when the schedule is right. and, that, no and that's longer. And that's what I'm looking for. And, you know, I, I said that if they don't change the way that they're going about things, they're not going to be that competitive in the new Big Ten. I'm not saying they're going to go four and eight. I'm just saying that they're not going to be a, I don't even know if they'll be a top half. Certainly not top fourth or top third Big Ten team. I mean, I think that they'll have an opportunity to go 500. But Yard Pup says all that comment did was extend the rip on Iowa hour. <laughs> Look, they're five and one. Hey, if they if they beat Wisconsin, what I, if I think, you guys beat Wisconsin nine to six? Well, I I, I I think that that would show that Iowa's probably the fourth best team in the conference. Would that put you over Maryland? I don't know. I'm just I'm just asking. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 you know what it would also do is it likely puts them in the Big Ten championship game to have to go play one of these teams again. And I we'll used to, have to be a game watch, uh, a Hawkeye Big Ten championship game watch. Would you I, fly I, up for that? I, I used to be one of those guys that would say yes, no matter how bad it looks. I want to be in the Big Ten championship game. I, I want to play these games. I, I don't care how bad it could get. I said that when they went and played Michigan and then they got their ass handed to them by Michigan. Last year, I kind of I kind of felt the other way because you know that there's just no chance for this team. There's no chance for this team to compete against a Penn State, an Ohio State, or a Michigan. I'm disappointed. I thought you were going to call it the Deacon Hill game. You know, can't even get a sniff at getting snaps at Wisconsin. <laughs> Hey, can't even get scout team snaps. Goes maybe to Iowa. it will be. Goes to Iowa with that volunteer guy. The Deacon Hill revenge game, but but he came out and he couldn't have he could not have said more glowing things about Wisconsin this week. What's he supposed to say? No, I'm not saying he should have ripped him. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to call it a revenge game, it's kind of like this that, coach, this offensive line coach. Hey, how's your scout team looking? Uh, 
Honestly, you think these guys are bad. Wait till you see the next crop of dudes right. coming through here. Yeah, well, sure. But you, at the, that's where I always may, get frustrated maybe, as a reporter. But maybe you stop short of saying it's like the greatest scout line of all time. Yeah, that's always that, a frustrating thing had. as a reporter because you're, you're kind of just like Matt Campbell has a tendency to always build up the offensive line in the offseason and then people are like, <laughs> And it's like, well, I mean, we asked him, what do you think of the offensive line? And he told us this is the best group we've had since I've been here. And then the people get pissed and they yell at the reporters. It's like, I'm sorry. Like, we're just we're just passing along what the guy said. Bombo isn't buying that Maryland could be better than Iowa. <laughs> he says the same Maryland Spencer Peters threw five touchdowns against it. That was a couple of years ago. I think it's a different Maryland now. And I brother, think but... and I think it's a different Iowa too. That was a, that was the last time. That was that was before the Ferences had really gotten in Petrus's head. He was a much better quarterback. At it was that early point. on in that season. Yeah, he was much. It was on a Friday night. I remember yeah. it. I watched that in Nashville at an Iowa bar. It was fun. Yeah, that we was did like, like a the, whole that was like the last time Iowa had a game enough. like that that I can remember. Yeah, hey, that's I'm a sorry. good thing. You know, Deacon Hill only has two weeks in that film room with the Iowa offensive coaching staff, so he's still prime deacon right now he's much better right now than he will be in three weeks I promise you i <laughs> Here promise you go. You. You're, you've extended the rip on iowa hour because you know what the you know, what great the, what, job what the, look we're just we're killing a five and one team and we're t- we're like oh my god the season's going so great for iowa state no it's all about it, expectations all, it is you're right yeah it, it is and if you can't see through that then i mean Whatever, like, and this is my whole point going into the new leagues. This is my whole point. Iowa State has a much favorable path to winning records in these new conference in this new conference than Iowa does. Well, because yeah, of the hierarchy. Well, the, and like, yes, it's going to be just, Iowa State will be but it's more not the like same thing. It's it, Iowa State in the new Big Twelve is going to be more like Iowa in the Big Ten West. Yes, like the the schedule will be a lot easier than Iowa's schedule. Correct, but. Iowa still has those three protected games. You're always going to see three big former Big Ten West teams. I know Wisconsin's one of them. But I, I think Iowa is going to have maybe a little easier road than a team that doesn't protect any rival. Or maybe All the right. only rival they protect is an Ohio State or a Michigan or a Penn State or an Oregon or a Washington. I'm going to go Iowa State 30-27. to 27. Sweating it out at the end. You've got Iowa State winning this week. Yeah. I, I said it two weeks ago. I thought they had a better chance to beat Cincinnati than I thought they did TCU, which I was wrong about. I picked them to lose last week. I just... Oh. This is the kiss of death, because when I pick them to win, they always lose, so they're losing. Do not do not follow my word. Last this week, I picked Iowa and Cincinnati. Iowa State to lose, and they both won. I'm going to do the same thing this week. Okay. I think Iowa State has a chance to win this game. I just... On the road at the Nip, Nippert Stadium. You ever called a game there? No, no. That's I think that's the oldest stadium in the country. I think. I think there's there's some historical value to it. Yeah. I just I don't see a world where Iowa State gets to three and one in conference and gets to go into that bye week feeling that good about themselves. I just You're probably I can't right. see that happening. Anytime Iowa State has a chance to like clear some hurdle in the Big 12, it always goes the other way. Mm. I've got 34-24. Okay. Cincy. All right. Um, I've got to do my kitchen refresh. Yeah, I'll give... Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. Go for it. I've kind of already said it, but I think it's as simple as this for Iowa State. You don't want to be that first team that loses to a newcomer. All these other teams have spanked the newcomers. Okay? So spank their ass. They're not a real Big 12 team yet. Until they win a game, they're not a real Big 12 team. The only newcomer that's won a game is BYU. They weren't in the American. Then they won it against one of the other newcomers. Spank their ass. Spank their ass. Spank their ass. Spank, Spank their, their ass. ass. They are not a Big 12 team until they win a game in the Big 12 against a Big 12 team. 
Here in the Channel Seed Studios, shout out to all of our uh, great Channel Seedsmen who are out in the fields harvesting. Be a busy weekend for that because we've got road games for both of the teams. Send us your uh, pictures from your combines. We'd appreciate it. Fairway Meat and Grocery. Uh, I'll do my cheers to the freaking weekend real quick uh, with our friends from Steeple Ridge. Oh, baby, look at that bourbon. Mm, Black Label's where I'm at. Jake Brind, who hosts the Firmly Entrenched podcast, he got a bottle of the, the Black Label. I was told that he's eating it up too just absolutely loves it he's got that, going, that black label firmly entrenched in his anus he's able he's old enough to drink brenda's <laughs> how about that comment it little didn't shady van winkle. van winkle it didn't even phase van wink i say that so brand is sitting on the a penny. bottle of whiskey I'm, I'm going to tomorrow night. This is my cheers to the freaking weekend, and this is the God's honest truth. I don't have anywhere to go this weekend. I'll just cover the game from home. I'm going to go to Fairway tomorrow. I'm going to buy some ribs. I'm going to smoke some ribs tomorrow during the day, and I am going to launch my fire pit in the front yard. I'm going to bring a TV out, and I'm going to watch college football while drinking Steeple Ridge bourbon on Friday night in my front yard with a fire. That's what wow. I'm going to do. That sounds amazing. Who's yeah. playing on Friday? Uh, I don't even know. I, we do have a Big 12 game tonight. Houston and West Virginia. Or, yeah, it's the Dana Holgerson Bowl tonight. I, d- I don't even know who the Friday games are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, we're going to go to Circa app. We're going to put a little scratch on it. We're going to watch it. That's what we're going to do. Okay, my cheers to the weekend is going to be, fingers crossed, I get first class to Oregon. <laughs> and I can sit there and I can sip on uh, Woodford Reserve, which is free. If you're in first class, they probably um, don't have Steeple Ridge on Delta. No, they don't have Steeple Ridge on the plane on Delta, but they've got they've got uh, they've got Woodford Reserve. I'll probably put a little ginger ale in there. It's, I got a six hour flight. Sit back and and watch some football. We got to find out who's playing on Friday night. Yeah, Maddie, we check out this Friday night slate. Oh, the right. green wave! Yes. Whoa. Okay, my that's wave. A couple four and one teams. Tulane against Memphis. Colorado, baby. Yeah, oh, my. Yes, yes. Colorado. Hey, Maddie, you want to come over to the fire pit, baby? I'm there. I'm there. I'll bring right, the s'mores. Bud. I'll bring the s'mores. Love it. That sounds like a good Here's time. Is it, is it fall week. weather? Yeah. Oh, it's oh, yeah. chilly out Oh, there yeah. yeah. Yeah, you like, it's flannel weather, man. It's sweater weather now up here in Iowa. That's well, it's sure. still pool weather down here. Not that I can use my pool because I'm gone all the time, but the, the, uh, um, the pool guy just came yesterday. And he just put a bunch of new salt in the pool. I'm all when salted. When do you stop up. swimming in it? When does it get too cold? I don't know that it ever does. Oh. I mean, I'm sure there's some days in January first where class it would be too cold to get in there. Woodford Reserve on the plane. Listen to this guy. This guy's out of control. This guy, I tell you. Well, um, worst case our- scenario, Williams, I don't get upgraded and I'm still in Delta Comfort and the Woodford is free. Let's do our top three games of the weekend before we get to our Circa picks. And then we have to get to this. There was a Bigfoot sighting in Colorado. We have oh, visual Christ. evidence of it. Uh, my top, I'll start with my top three. Uh, this is a Big 12 Sickos game. But it does. So the reason I'm interested in Kansas State at Texas Tech is I asked you on Monday, I go, try and rank the Big 12 after Texas and Oklahoma, and it's nearly impossible, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's really – Kansas State coming off a bad loss. Texas Tech, on the other hand, an impressive win. I, I feel like this is going to tell us a little bit about the hierarchy of this league. And frankly, after your three picks, Chris, man, this isn't a great week. There's some really good Wait, games. Wait, come on. I, I, left, I left you some. Yeah, I, you left me some, but, man, it's – it's pretty average. I always try to leave you at least two good games. UCLA at Oregon State. I love the dynamics of this game. Yeah, this is one I left for you. This is a Corvallis. This is, this is fun. If you think like Ames is remote, like you may never been to Corvallis, baby. Corvallis is in the middle of freaking nowhere, and they hate the city people from Los Angeles, especially and they're going to the now. Big Ten. Yeah. yeah. So you saw what happened, you know, when Utah went in there. Yes. And this they, is going to be their a ass shit kicked. show. They hate UCLA, and I will be uh, cheering heavily for the Beavers 
in this one. A really good game. Three and a half points. You know what's weird is that you like the Beavers and your mom likes the Cox. I guess that makes sense. That adds up. Never mind. Move along. And then Miami at North Carolina. Miami bouncing back from one of the worst losses in college football history last week. I hate this spot for North Carolina. So do I. I hate it. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. North Carolina, three and a half point favorite. Um, they're you know they score a ton of points. They're a fun team. But I, I just want to see because I thought I thought Miami was really good up until last week. Like I I had bet on them a couple times, watched them. They were in my locks a couple times, and I was really really interested in them. And then that just disaster happens at the end of the game. How do they bounce back? Because mm-hmm. I could make an argument. It could be either way that they could mm-hmm. be locked in on fire. Or, man, they are in a coma from getting beat up all week. Not only in the sports media, this thing went crazy how poor of clock management that was at the end of that game. So, fascinating one out there in the ACC. What were, they, were they talking about it on The View this week? <laughs> Barbara Walters. My God. The Kelly Clarkson show? All right. My top three. Wyoming and Air Force. Really interesting spread here. I'm going Cowboys here. Air Force is a double-digit favorite. They're unbeaten. Wyoming only has one loss, and we've seen what Wyoming has done. They just knocked off previously unbeaten Fresno. Fresno was ranked. Remember what they did to Texas Tech? Lock of the week right here. Cowboys. Really? See, that's what... I like that's that feels like a public play to me. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. It does feel like to a me it play. screams. My God, if it's ten and a half, Air yeah. Force must. They're, they're just gonna run all over. Your, your read is correct, my friend. Air Force might end up being that team from the Group of Five that ends up going to a New Year's Six. That'd be cool. They That'd are. Be a cool thing. They are. They have been really good and really dominant. But uh, interesting to see if Wyoming, after they've had some really great wins already, if they can show it on the road at Air Force. Next one, USC at Notre Dame. Best game of the week, but second best game of the weekend. But a fascinating it, one. It, this it, one's it is. the most interesting game, I think. Yes, it is because Notre Dame's a three-point favorite. Like. Notre Dame has not been good the last couple of weeks. They weren't good against Duke. They 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 got lucky at the end of that game to win it. Really lucky. Then they get their ass kicked at Louisville. I now would play it's Southern USC Cal. coming in. What's that? I'd play Southern Cal here. See, I I don't I don't know. I could go either way. Like USC's defense is so bad. At some point, it's going to catch up to them. At some I point, agree. it is. But I also think like if I've seen Notre Dame has these... been terrible in the trenches. Their their offensive line, like listening to what Mike Golick Jr. says about that offensive line, oh my God, they they've, they've been atrocious. The the only thing I would add is that these Lincoln Riley teams saw them a lot in the Big Twelve that that are that were designed exactly like this: elite mm-hmm. offense, terrible defense. Okay, they they tend to play better against higher end opponent. Like if they're going to get beat, they're going to get beat by like an Iowa State in 2017 where nobody saw it coming, which was Arizona last week, right? Yeah. I think they'll be up for this game. Now, that doesn't mean that that defense can – Notre Dame actually has a quarterback that can make you pay, unlike a lot of recent years. But I, you're, that's why this game's so fascinating because mm-hmm. something has to give either way. I, I'm going to put my faith in Caleb Williams here. But All right, so you think SC is going to outscore Notre Dame? And that would be three losses already for Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah he's going to be in trouble at some point, right? And and they've just – it's been mistakes and just bad pre-snap penalties. Of course, in the Ohio State game, you had the, only 10 players on the field the last two plays. It's just – it's stuff like that that uh, think, could, things could get hairy if Notre Dame drops this game at home. And then my top game had to take it because it's mine – College football Saturday night powered by Learfield, Oregon at Washington, and it's not a night game. This is a, this is a day game. This is twelve thirty local time, three hmm. thirty Eastern, two thirty in God's country. Two unbeaten teams coming off buys. It's the first time in this rivalry they've played over a hundred times. First time these two teams have been top ten, and yes, it's a great game 
nationally. It's two of the best three offenses in the country, I think. But this is also a huge rivalry. Listening to the the podcasts out in Eugene and in Seattle, like this is more of a rivalry to these folks than the Apple Cup and Oregon, Oregon State. Hmm. And I think it's because they're they've both you know, they've both done more than Washington State and Oregon State. So they feel like this is their Michigan, Ohio State. Like it's not an in-state deal, but it is a huge rivalry. And it's the first time that both of these teams have been at the level that they are at the same time. Because there have been a lot of years where Oregon's been great, Washington's been down. The years where Washington was great, Oregon was down. They are at the same level, and this is virtually a a toss-up. I mean, Washington is a slight favorite because they've got it at home. And Husky Stadium has always been on my bucket list. It'll be great. And I'm, it's going to be off the chart for this game. I can't wait to get out there and see it. Our Circus Survivor pick for the week is an easy one. We are taking the Miami Dolphins over the Carolina Panthers. We kind of planned for this a week ago. We wanted to. This is at least the third time that we've picked against Carolina and Survivor. Yeah, we are fading Bryce Young. As long as he's the quarterback. We're going to pick against them every week. Carolina's the only team that hasn't won a game yet this season. They also have not even covered this season. I actually was contemplating. I might put them in my other millions that I'm doing with Luch. Taking the uh, point spread? I, I might. I don't know. What is it, 13 and a half? Yeah. Is, if it, we'll see what the official numbers are from Circa when they put them out today. But I... I don't know. Miami, like, it was crazy last week. We had them, and they didn't Man. really even play very well offensively, and they still covered. Still covered, but they screwed around. I mean, the, the yeah. pick six in the end zone, the 102-yard return, screwed everything up. But. So our millions plays, um, we are going to take Atlanta. And again, these numbers will change. The Circa will always tweet out the actual plays. They don't do it until Thursday afternoon, so we're estimating here. We like the Falcons two and a half against the Commanders. We all just watched the Commanders get housed by the Bears. Last and Desmond Thursday. Ritter is unbeaten at home, five and zero oh at home as the starter Atlanta for doesn't Atlanta. Have a bad roster either, so uh, I, I like this one. The I like New Orleans over the Texans at minus one. We're going to start to fade some of these rookie quarterbacks as more tape gets out on them. Uh, on the other hand, a team with a rookie quarterback that's not playing, and I actually I love this. This is my favorite play of the week. Indianapolis plus four and a half at Jacksonville is coming back from two weeks in England. And a huge they, win. They're coming off that huge win over the Bills yes. as well. So we'll take the points there with Gardner Minshew going back to where he played for a while. This was your play, uh, and you kind of talked me into it, Chris, with Dallas. We're going to take them in a bounce-back spot at the Chargers minus two and the the thing that you got to realize with these games is that man that'll be like a home game for the Cowboys yes they are Cowboys fans will be in that state and Dallas has been great coming off losses the last several years I think the stat is after their last 11 losses they're 10 and one straight up the following week wow and then we'll take uh, Las Vegas minus three against. We're just going to fade Bill Belichick. At some point, this will be a deal where we need to switch and start betting on the Patriots and buy them at an all-time low. <laughs> I like thought, it really, we thought it was last week. Yeah, and, and my then, God, we were wrong. Well, no. I was wrong. I don't know how. I don't know if that that was my play last week. The, the Patriots at home so, against the Saints. We're thirteen, ten, and two on the year and we're in a decent spot still believe it or not you just kind of tread water in these things and um luch and i are on ours are we're in the top 225 right now what's your overall record like six we have 16 wins so just three games up on so 16 seven so you're saying luch is a lot better than me not saying that at all Luch. why are you so sensitive so these people not- are riding in this train in Colorado, I, I'm going to have to get Sean Keeler on the show to break this down, you know, because he lives out in Colorado. Yes. And th- this these people are having a nice romantic ride on this on this rail. And they look out and they see 
Bigfoot walking around. Look at this thing. Look at Sasquatch walking around and just taking a seat and chilling there from this train in the middle of this prairie in Colorado. Look at this. We have live, we have exclusive footage here that went viral yesterday. And the actual, like, so the Denver Post and a bunch of real, like, media entities called, like, the Dem- like the Colorado Forest Association or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they basically said, yes, we've seen the footage. Uh, we cannot comment at this time. <laughs> we cannot comment? Yeah, they wouldn't comment because they couldn't prove anything right or wrong. So there's an open investigation right now, Hassel, that Bigfoot is walking around Colorado. What say you? Do is there a you know when they do the what what is it where they do the circle charts and like two things overlap? Are aliens and Bigfoot is that like in the same realm? Because they they seem like two completely different things to me. But you're making it sound like this is like part of your little alien. Uh, dumbass weirdo naive thinking oh i'm naive oh that's interesting so you're gonna look up at the sky and see no 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 we're not talking about aliens here see no we're not talking about aliens we're talking about you think you you don't really believe this right you don't really believe that bigfoot exists you can't Venn diagram thank you stacy that's what i was that's what i was i don't know what do you mean you don't know there's no bigfoot I'm saying there's no I don't Sasquatch, know. there's no Loch Ness monster. What I'm if saying, you, if you can't say that right now, that you agree with what I just said, you are out of your goddamn mind. I'm saying I don't know. I'm much more confident in ghosts and aliens than I am Bigfoot. But I, but how do you do, what what is that, Chris? What is it? What are we looking at? It could so just confident. be a guy walking around. Why is he walking around in the middle of a prairie in Colorado in a Bigfoot costume? Why would anybody do that? <laughs> There's nobody around there. Why would anybody do that? Why does anybody dress up as a furry? Why does the guy in China spend $50,000 to make himself look like a dog? I don't know. People are crazy. Maybe these people set it up. Maybe they said, "Okay, we're going to be on this. We were we're going to be on this train. Wouldn't it be funny if you went out there dressed as Bigfoot and we got a video of you?" Oh yeah, okay, let's do it. Okay, I will say this: if that's Bigfoot, like if it is, it's quite disappointing. I always wow. thought it would be a bigger deal than well, that. Well, you can't tell how. The, that I mean, that kind of looks like something you be, you from like the monkey family. You can barely see anything in that video. That video, it's shot from so far away on a cell phone camera. You can't see anything. If I'm going to judge if it's Bigfoot or not, I need to see it take a shit. Why? How what big is, is its turds? Oh, God. So you, you believe in aliens, ghosts, and Bigfoot? Time out. No, I didn't say I believed in Bigfoot. I said I don't know. I know ghosts and aliens are real. I know that. There's no doubt in my mind. This How one, do you know for a fact that a ghost is real? Have you ever been kicked in the nuts by a ghost? <laughs> aren't, <laughs> aren't there multiple Sasquatch out there? There's not. It's like a family of them, right? Yeah. They all spread apart. It, and it kind of depends on what your like uh, definition of it is. Like we, we still like there's there's a there's a ton of undiscovered species of a, or animals out there. Uh, of course there are. And there's even more in the water. But there's yeah. not a Loch Ness monster. How do you know? If it's undiscovered, how would you know that it's not there? If there was something as big as a Loch Ness monster that has breached the surface, we would know about it. We would Maybe see it, it hasn't breached the surface. Well, that's what that's the, the whole thing about it is it has breached the surface. And they, they, that's why the legend grew and all that garbage. You are just such Matt a says, kid. I'm on your side, Williams. Hassel is just too close-minded. This is what happens when you move to Florida. <laughs> Go get on your first-class plane. I'm going to sit here with my people, and we're going to talk Bigfoot the rest you of the day. You know what? The, the, your weekend sounds in- incredible. Yeah, I can't wait. Sitting out, enjoying the fall weather, on the lawn, drinking some 
what do you, what is Steeple it? Steeple Ridge. Steeple Ridge. That uh, Jake Brand opened up with his anus, popped that cork <laughs> with his sphincter. Sit down there, enjoy the fire and some football, and ju- you you just get to sit at home and watch the games. I mean, that sounds incredible. Yeah, I can't wait. It sounds. I love amazing. road games. Away games for Iowa State are the best. <laughs> Gonna sit down here and watch the Braves tonight. Hopefully, they can escape, find a way out of there. Let's get after. I it, can't baby. believe you're still into baseball. It, it surprises. Just the me. Braves. Once the Braves are okay. out, I won't. I watch the Braves, and that's it. And I genuinely love the Braves. Like, I, I hang on every pitch with them. But anything else, like, I didn't even know the Dodgers got eliminated until this morning. Someone in the comments wants to know if a Chupacabra has a placenta. I would think so. You have to have a placenta. To, I don't to have survive one. in the womb, you've you got a placenta. Do you think ghosts have placentas? No. Okay. Because they're they're literally not of this world. Wouldn't your belly button technically be part of the placenta? That gets cut. The umbilical cord. Get out of here, Van Wink. I mean, it, it once was a part of your placenta for sure. All right. Thanks to uh, everybody for hanging out here. Appreciate y'all. Please rate, subscribe, review. Iowa Everywhere, all of our great shows. We appreciate you for tuning in. Maddie Van Winkle, the producer of Two Guys Named Chris. We are presented by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery here in the Channel Seed Studio. For Chris Hassel, my name is Chris Williams. Have a great weekend, everybody. Iowa Everywhere.